Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? I am good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. It's been a struggle to get up this morning, I must say. A very busy, busy, busy Friday in the world of journalism. Sure was. Uh, some... Fella passed away. Don't know. You may have heard of oh, it. The, um, heard of him? Did you? The guy, the dad from Friday Night Dinner. No, it was. Um, oh, who was it now? What would you know him from? He was in Doctor Who, wasn't he? He was Doctor Who. He was after David Tennant, but before Peter Capaldi. You know the guy I'm talking um, about. Oh, um, are you talking about the guy? The um, are you talking about Davros? No. Oh, the guy who played Darth Sidious as well. No, yeah, maybe it was him. I don't know. The resemblance is there, but I'm sure he was... I'm sure he played Doctor Who in particular. Oh, no, wait. So, no, Doctor Who played him, Josh. I'm getting him the wrong way around. Aren't I a fool? Aren't you a fool? Yes, indeed. Anyway, all kidding aside, here we are with the most important news of your week, of course, which, as always, is your roundup of theme park headlines from the Park Rush podcast. Doesn't get any bigger. Josh? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Have you been, Josh? I, I did note, actually, that I forgot to say on last week's show, Happy Easter. Last weekend's podcast fell on Easter weekend. and I did not say Happy Easter. Uh, neither did you, by the way. So it's a failing of our, uh, of both of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I had been celebrating Easter for the, like two weeks prior to that in terms of uh, my chocolate intake. So <laughs> uh, it, it really slipped my mind that it was actually Easter that weekend. Did you have a nice Easter or, like you say, did it not really feel like Easter because you'd already had an extended Easter, I guess? Uh, it, it was uh, it was pretty good. Uh, we're back playing football once again, so that meant that we had to play on Easter weekend, which is not what usually happens, but we're trying to squeeze the season in. And uh, first touch since... Uh, first competitive touch of a football since March 2020 for myself, and it was an assist, so... Wow! How did you? Yeah. How did that go down? How do you manage to set up a goal with your very first touch? I came on as a substitute in the uh, like seventieth ish minute. Throwing came comes in. I head it on. Uh, striker sticks it in the back of the net. Boom! What were you doing that far forward? I thought you were a defender. It was a it was a throwing come cross. Uh, throwing Aaron, 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 one of our midfielders slash strikers, has such a throw on him. It's basically basically a cross into the box. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Well, congratulations. That is a fine way to restart your football career, which has been, you know, savaged by the coronavirus pandemic. You were on the yes. cusp of an England call-up before the first lockdown, was my understanding. So hopefully, you can get uh, yeah, back absolutely. to that yeah. that level. Uh, yeah, we still lost 4-1, but... Ah, well, uh, you'll fit right in with the England team. <laughs> I, I, my chocolate intake this week has been disgraceful, frankly, in that I've eaten a lot of chocolate. Uh, it's powered me through a busy week of work, and uh, I don't feel great for it. <laughs> I need to have a few weeks off chocolate. <laughs> but anyway, uh, good practice for when we're allowed to go back to theme parks and stuff our faces with various treats oh yes 100 percent. yeah which you know this is the final episode before lockdown eases a little bit more here in england 
and theme parks were allowed to reopen in just a couple of days as of recording. Monday the 12th of April, they can reopen and we'll be heading to Thorpe Park the following week, which is very exciting. And then Alton Towers a couple of weeks after that. So reasons to be cheerful at the moment, so far as uh, lockdown goes. Of course, we've also in the last few weeks had reopening dates announced for some of the biggest theme parks in the US because California is going to start letting parks reopen. We've had Universal and Disneyland both confirmed that they're going to be reopening in the second half of April. And uh, we got some more exciting opening date news from that part of the world because Disneyland, having said that Avengers Campus wouldn't be opening with the park on the 30th of April, have now said that you won't actually have to wait that much longer because it's going to open on the 4th of June, Josh. Can you believe it? Yes, I can, actually, because it seems oh. like it's been done for quite a long time, right? And <laughs> yeah. it probably could have opened on the 30th of April, and I guess they're just holding it back to, I don't know, give some give people something to look forward to beyond the reopening date itself. You like, you know, settle back into the Disney spirit for six weeks or so, uh, and then you got Avengers just on the horizon. I guess is the strategy here, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, I guess they're hoping that they get some, um, that they're allowed more numbers in the park by then as well. Get a big turnout, get a big, uh, big, big event going. Should be good. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm right in saying that I read this week as well. In fact, that California are going to be ditching the tier system, uh, which, uh, which you know, as we know from the UK, uh, tiers end in tiers. So they're getting out ahead of that, and they've already announced, I think, when they're going to ditch the tier system. And I must confess that in my uh, sterling preparation work for this week's show, I did not make note of where I'd seen that. I found it, I found it, I stalled just long enough. The tier system's going to end on June 15th, so not long after Avengers Campus reopens. Because, um, you know, they've been vaccinating at a rate of knots in California, across the mm. whole US as well, it must be said. I mean, the numbers are quite astonishing, really. I mean, Joe Joe, Joe clearly wants to get himself to Disney Imagineering ASAP so that he can, you know, be modelled for the Hall of Presidents and record his speech. And so wants theme parks at full capacity to take full advantage of that. That's my reading of this situation anyway. That, I think, is why... Joe is so, so desperate to vaccinate everyone as quickly as possible because he knows he's going to get himself Joe. in the Hall of Presidents. Strike while the iron is hot, so to speak. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, anyway, this Avengers Campus news came from a uh, Disney press event. It was announced by uh, Josh Damaro, who's the Disney Parks chairman, and Kevin Feige. Uh, you heard of him? He's the president of Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios is a little indie studio. They make... Um, Kind of lesser known films. You have to be a bit of a, a bit of a film nerd, I think, to, to yeah to really get your head around exactly what it is they do and be properly on top of their output. But I think it seems like they make quite an superhero up films or something. I think so, yeah. But they're fairly low level. You know, it's fairly low level stuff. Um, yeah. So it, it's a surprise to me, frankly, that they're throwing their weight behind an entire theme park land dedicated to. Uh, Marvel Studios stuff, but fair play, fair play. Disney getting behind the small guy for once. Yeah, got to respect it. Speaking of small guys, of course, we know that one of the things that's going to anchor the uh, Avengers Campus, initially at least, is the uh, Pym Test Kitchen, which is the Ant-Man-themed 
dining experience where you're going to be able to get ridiculously proportioned dishes where you might have like a burger and chips where the burger is tiny and the chips are enormous or something like that. I think there's like a, it's been so long because of course we've been getting various promotional shots from this land for ages because it was meant to open last year. God, yeah. Uh, but I do seem to remember seeing like a slider, I think it was, where yes. the meat was made to look enormous in comparison to the bun, I want to say, was one of the things that they showed before. Yeah, I think so. So um, that looks like it'll think, be fun. Yeah, they've got like um large, like they've got like an impossible meat-based That's it. Uh, meatball dish, I think, with like a big meatball. And they've got like different sizes cutlery and things like that as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds like it'll be good fun. Uh, you're going to have the uh, Ancient Sanctum, which will be where you can go and train in the mystic arts with Doctor Strange. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be similar perhaps to some of the Star Wars like lightsaber training experiences that they've had at like Hollywood Studios over the years. Do you yeah. remember when they had that show where like loads of kids would get brought up on stage to do some lightsaber training and then Darth Vader would show up and fight uh, Yeah, Jedi Does that still happen? Shoot. Well, obviously not in coronavirus times, but... Well, I mean, Darth Vader's fine. He he masks up at the at the safest of times, so he he can yeah. still do it. I'd imagine it's whether the kids are allowed to get close to him. I I don't know whether they still do because they used to do it outside Star Tours. It wasn't you know this was pre Galaxy's Edge in MGM because I, I have pictures of it. Um, mm. So I don't know whether they still do it or not. Really, I think we've spoken before about whether or not Star Tours is kind of on borrowed time because it's sort of weirdly detached from Galaxy's Edge, obviously. But yeah, I still think they should end. They should they should change where the queue comes out of Star Tours and make it end in Batu. Make the light ride end in Batu, and then you come out and you're in Batu. Sure, I, I think. Oh, that reminds me. I finished. Um... Was it since the last podcast? It might have been before the last podcast, and I just didn't mention it. But I finished Star Wars Resistance, so I'm fully caught up on my Star Wars cartoons ahead of the uh, the Bad Batch, which starts in a couple of weeks. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, and Star which Wars has no relation to Resistance, right? No, Bad it's Batch is more of a fo follow-on to Clone Wars, isn't it? It sort of yeah straddles Clone Wars and Rebels is what I'm expecting from that, but. Yeah, Resistance is the sequel era animated sh series. It's not very good. It's it's very, very, very kid centric, even more so than the others, which I feel like like the best animated uh, films or shows. There's something there kind of for everyone, and I think that's important with any Star Wars content, frankly, because of course you know ostensibly Star Wars is for kids, but you have had these people that have grown up with it through different eras, so it's nice to, for it to be able to appeal to different generations. And I think that Clone Wars did eventually get to that point. Rebels, not so much, but a little bit. You know, Mandalorian does that quite successfully, etc. Resistance absolutely does not. Like, Resistance is for seven-year-olds and <laughs> seven-year-olds alone. And I suffered through it. Uh, however, there were mentions repeatedly of Batu. Uh, in the second series, I can't remember the story significance. Maybe they were just talking about it kind of offhand. But yeah, Batu is—it's um, just cool to me. Like you know, they created Batu for the theme park, and it has—you know—it's been referenced in other media, other Star Wars media. Like it's an established part of the canon, 
something that they came yeah. up with for the parts. That must be pretty cool if you're an Imagineer who worked on that. Yeah, that is cool. That's cool full stop, mm. really. Like, I'm really pleased that they've done that linking really well. Yeah. I think that uh, that Sims 4 Star Wars pack is set on Batu, oh, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. I don't know whether that m- means it falls into the theme park video game category. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. That, oh, God. I'm downloading Sims to play that. That was that'd be rough. One of these theme park adjacent games I've heard so much about, like yes. Parkosaurus. Like Parkosaurus, yeah, and, and Zoo... Planet uh, Planet Zoo, yeah. Yeah, maybe we should have a look at that. Mm. Is it on? Um, is it on Game Pass? Because you know the EA Vault stuff is in Game uh, Pass now, isn't it? So is the Sims in Game Pass? The Sims is. I think you have to download. You'd have to pay for the DLC. I think. Oh right. Oh okay. I think, uh, it might. Oh, I don't know. I don't actually know. What, what we can do. I don't yeah. know if it is in Game Pass or not. I'm not sure how PC Game Pass works and all that nonsense. I'm not sure either, but speaking of theme park video games, something that is definitely one of them is Parkitect, which we've spoken about quite a lot on the podcast over the years. And uh, the multiplayer update, which we were meant to have a look at a little while ago and stream some, has now been... Uh, they, they've turned on cross-platform play, so uh, yeah, little did we know in, when we actually beta, tried but... that PC and Mac couldn't play together, but now they can. In beta, as you say, yeah. Yeah, we, re- like... we should get on that. It should be good. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, resurrect, even if it's temporarily, the uh, Park Rush Twitch account and stream some of that out for the <laughs> yeah. folks at home. Uh, of course, you're, a, you know, you Twitch solo these days, Josh. Wow. You're, an, you're a proper celebrity, is my understanding. Yeah, uh, all of the views, um, getting phone calls off Twitch daily, you know, I can't keep them off me. Yeah, absolutely. So where were we? Um, oh, this uh, Doctor Strange training place so yeah that's going to be part of this uh various meet and greets of course with all your favorite marvel characters uh captain america iron man black panther black widow thor i'm sure spider-man captain marvel etc and um i guess also i mean they're kind of they they put out a little video disney i mean we should also of course not forget web slingers a spider-man adventure it's going to be kind of it's the big new thing that's the new ride but the, the video that Disney put out very much makes uh, the uh, Guardians mission breakout appear part of this as well, even though that's been there for a while at this point. The Obviously, the redo of Tower of Terror from a couple of years ago. So they would like you to see that as part of this as well, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited. I'm very interested to see people's response to it and how it looks once people are kind of on the ground in the park seeing it up close and personal because we spoke before about how it's not the most out there in terms of uh design work you know like the the buildings and just the overall look and vibe it's kind of a bit generic sci-fi ish but kind of not that far flung future military bases kind of looking stuff um i have such a way with words (laughs) and it's you know it's not really done a lot for me based purely on the pictures and even this new little video that they put out this week from this press event but maybe it's something that will hold up better under scrutiny i don't know uh I, i was thinking about this the other day and it's those scenes in the film are very much kind of uh 
not about the scenery. They're about very specific character stuff. So it's just like a location to a cheap location to put people in a film so they can have character elements or character building um, without having to put them in the middle of the Arctic or something. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting as well. In a way, it almost feels like it, it's it's in part, and as we said before, it does play into the setup for this from a storytelling perspective, which is the Avengers have got fans over for the day to kind of have a, a day out at their campus. And from that perspective, yeah, I, I, uh, that does make more sense. And maybe they'll rely on the rides to do more of the kind of transporting you to this kind of otherworldly, these otherworldly locations, more fantastical places. But... I think actually the Marvel films, if there was a criticism of them, certainly in the earlier uh, period of the MCU, is that you know they did feel a bit cookie cutter or maybe visually, one of the, the visuals were were part of that. They weren't the most visually interesting films, but they they have generally got much more trippy, much more out there, much more colourful and uh, varied. I think in the last sort of five six years, like you still got your occasional more grounded uh, films like the Captain America films. And, you know, that's reflected at the moment in the Bucky and the, um, what's it called? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. <laughs> Bucky and the other guy. Yeah. But you you think of stuff like the more recent Avengers films and Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange, even Black Panther, the last Spider-Man movie. Those have far more memorable, uh, distinctive visual settings i think that have given those marvel films a bit of a shot in the arm and this almost feels a bit retro in a way it's like the kind of like i say these kind of near future military-esque installations where the avengers hang out doesn't feel like those kinds of locations have had quite as much screen time there's you know a fair bit of it in endgame when they're like making the time travel tech but yeah. Generally, this feels a bit like a relic of the earlier stages of the MCU, and maybe it would have been more interesting to step foot into, you know, a Wakanda or, you know, some other planet from the Guardians movies or something. I don't know. This just feels a bit. It might feel in a weird way like Toy Story Land, like you're walking around a playset rather yeah, than a place. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Two cents. I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh... Getting the impressions when it opens in June. Yes, definitely. There's, you know, some corny statements from the creatives that have worked on this. It's, uh, you know, very much pushing the whole... It's a place you can stand alongside some of your favourite heroes and finally step into the universe you love. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> of course, worth reminding people, this is going to be the first of three uh, Avengers campuses. You can have one at Hong Kong, you're going to have one at... Uh, Walt Disney Studios Paris as well whenever they open reopen in 2034 and they finally start taking the vaccines over there <laughs> oh yeah uh, rock and roller coaster avec iron man yeah so um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it as well the spider-man ride I, I, i'm cautiously optimistic I think it's going to have to be truly incredible to hold a candle to the Spider-Man ride at Island, Islands of Adventure, which after all these years is still just about my favourite theme park ride going. But, you know, Tom Holland, to me, you know, we, we've known for a while he's going to be part of that ride and he's got that theme park energy, I would say. That's the one thing you would yeah. say for a lot of the Marvel actors is uh, 
if they were to be called upon for the purposes of a ride, I would trust them. You know, I feel like some of those new Star Wars actors, for example, bit bit stiff, you know, a bit wooden. The heart doesn't seem like it's quite in it. Mm, uh, yes, uh, yeah. But you know, Tom Holland, Robert Downey Jr., people like that. The Guardians guys. Quite, yeah, they could have some fun doing a little thing park bit in a way yeah. that maybe Daisy Ridley struggles a bit more with. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's that's been proven a little bit already, right, with the Guardians skin of uh, Terra Terra. So. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if you've seen as well, of course, because Universal Hollywood has reopened, and uh, or just about reopened anyway, um, and uh, we've got new footage from the uh, updated Jurassic World ride. Chris Pratt is, of course, on there. He shows up on screens, kind of doing the uh, the Will Smith uh, job on the Men in Black ride, which is, don't go that way, what are you doing? <laughs> she sort of appears on the screen. <laughs> watch out kind of stuff so chris pratt is um he's he's got a lot of thing park checks right now because he's got the guardian stuff he's got the jurassic park stuff spanning multiple thing parks and different kinds of rides because sounds like he's featured on velocicoaster as well yeah uh, so that is exciting for him and uh yeah. congratulations to that guy i guess congratulations to that very rich man who uh <laughs> will be becoming increasingly rich. Uh, yeah, have you seen those Jurassic World River Adventure videos? The new finale with I, the Indomosaurus or whatever it's called. And the I have T-Rex. not seen the latest stuff, no, since the new opening. Um, I saw the previous uh, reopening, but I haven't seen this one yet. I need to, need to get on that. It's very impressive. The, uh, the animatronics are pretty nuanced actually more so than i expected in terms of their movement and the uh the sound design is awesome like those roars even on the video i watched come across that they seem loud so i'd imagine being actually there on the boat uh, is probably quite deafening actually (laughs) sounds like they've done a bang up job on that cool Uh, i haven't seen anything of secret life of pets though i think we're still uh i I, I don't think anything has, has, has leaked from that but of course the park reopens to the public at large in as of recording less than a week so we should before long but by next week we should have footage of um secret life of pets as well that'd be good looking forward to it the leash yeah uh any final thoughts on avengers campus josh uh no 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 i think i think we covered it um I, I just hope it, it, it is better than it looks. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but yes, I, I, I'm keen to see more for sure. Anyway, yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of uh, opening dates, highly anticipated opening dates. Six days after Avengers Campus opens, we're going to get Velocicoaster at Islands oh of Adventure, June 10th. Uh, this sounds like something you're more you're, you're more excited for this, Josh. I am mega hyped for this. This looks awesome. Yeah, it's uh, been uh, long in the making, long awaited. It's felt like only a matter of time before we get the opening date news. The Universal Orlando Twitter account has been teasing it. The construction has been going really well. It's been testing for a couple of weeks. Uh, People have been able to hear the kind of 
storytelling elements from inside some of the show buildings, you know, VO from Chris Pratt and Roars of the Raptors and those kinds of things. It's been added to the Universal app, which is very exciting. Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Uh, it's got a little bit of detail on there. Two intense launches, four inversions. It's a new species of roller coaster, the Jurassic World Velocicoaster, opening June 10th. A uh, few little uh, details that have come out of it being listed on the app. It will have a single rider line, which is good. All the single riders, all the single riders. <laughs> uh, there will be child swap as well. And uh, it's a 51-inch height requirement, which is pretty short. So, you know, you're going to get eight, nine-year-old kids on this thing. So, you know, it's intense. You, being you just made the as... cut, right? I just... <laughs> yes, I just about get on there, I think, but only if I wear my platform shoes. And so, uh, yeah, I'll make sure I wear those whenever I'm next to Islands of Adventure. Uh, I left them at home once and couldn't get on Hulk. It was very embarrassing. Oh. So, so yeah, you know, it's being built as one of the most kind of, and I think it will be one of the most kind of intense roller coasters in Florida, certainly. Um, certainly outside like Bush Gardens, which you think of as being kind of the home to the most intense of the roller coasters. But I think this will stand tall with the uh, best of them there. But yeah, you'll be able to get on. You'll be able to take your fairly young kids on by the sounds of it. Uh, con controversy here, though, Josh. I don't know how you feel oh, about this. Here we go. Roller coaster, all one word, two words, hyphenated. Oh, um, it's definitely not two separate words. For okay, me. I think I, I would agree. go. I would go one word or hyphenated. I'm, I I would accept. Well, I hate to break it to you that on the official Universal app, they call it a new species of roller coaster, and roller coaster is two separate words. Um. Yeah, I guess roller coaster is two separate words. Officially. Enough to make me not want to ride it. Oh, what? Um, officially? I, who's who's well, the authority on roller coaster spelling? Well, the, the the only authority that anyone truly sees as being official, Wikipedia. Ah, oh. Velocicoaster is all one word. Uh, that's because it's a brand name. So, well, yes, I'm just being you know facetious, but. But the Rollercoaster Tycoon was one word? Yes, it was. But the, the C was capped up. It was catalyzed, yeah. Much like Velocicoaster is. I mean, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I would I would always have seen Rollercoaster at the very least hyphenated. In fact, I think gun to my head, actually, yes, I probably would hyphenate it above all else. But two separate words, yeah. it doesn't look right. Yeah, I'm, it doesn't look I'm right. just, just... Here we go. So the, the Cambridge Dictionary says two words. The uh, Merriam-Webster uh, says that if it's a noun, it's two words. But if it's an adjective, uh, like a roller coaster career, for example, you could say, that's okay, hyphenated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that logic does fly, generally speaking. You know, like, uh, like I, you know, eye-watering. It would follow that same logic. Uh, yes. But, yeah, roller coaster for me is... I don't think that's two words in any instance. It doesn't. That doesn't work. I, um, I know. You know. You could argue. Well, coaster can be used alone. You could say it's a new coaster. You know, Disney have opened a new coaster. People will know that. Will know what that means, and therefore, you know, that maybe adds some credibility to the it's two words brigade. 
But now nah, for me, roller coaster is is not two words. It just doesn't look right. It's not how I'd write it. Right? Even well. if it is, even if it is officially correct, it just doesn't look right. Collins Dictionary uh, says roller coaster with a hyphenated, um, but could also you could also just use it with a space or without a space. They're they're all considered acceptable. No, oh, I just seem. I mean, that I guess that's fine, but it feels like they're sitting on the fence a bit there. Um, it seems like British English does not traditionally include uh, non-space. With a space or a hyphenated are your two options in British English. Or as we like to call it, English. Well, look, could I go on countdown? And if my selection of letters allowed, could I tell Rachel Riley I would like to submit roller coaster as my submission? I'm not Would sure what that? dictionary they use. Because <laughs> it has to has to very specifically be in their dictionary. Yeah. Would Dictionary Corner accept roller coasters? Because you don't get hyphens on Countdown, do you? Yeah, it's exclusively... Can you imagine if you did? I'll have a consonant, please. And then you get the, the wild card, which is a hyphen thrown in there. Can you believe it? And look, I, hyphens are very important. I... I reg, you know, if we do stories at work about a super, this comes up quite a lot, superhero movies or something. I get very pedantic about who gets a hyphen, who doesn't. You know, there is real nuance to this because the superhero spectrum is it's a wild west when it comes to naming conventions. You got a guy like Spider Man, the hyphen is very important, and you cap up man as well. By the way. What so it's cap, capital S on spider, capital S- M on man, hyphen in the middle. But what about Spider-Man? At, no, I'm not having it. Uh, <laughs> Batman, though, he's all one word. He's one B. word, yeah. But then yeah. Iron Man is two words. Uh, yes. So, you know, it's all so over So is Ant-Man. Ant-Man's two words, right? Is Ant-Man two words? I thought Ant-Man was hyphenated. Hang on a second. I've got oh my Ant-Man God. Blu-ray over it. Oh, well, Ant-Man an is Ant- hyphenated. I've got an Ant-Man. Oh, can you confirm Ant-Man is... I've got quite Ant-Man a lot of superhero films on my shelves behind me. Stall for a second. I'm going to come back and I'm going to let you know. Okay. if Give me a superhero and I'll, I'll look at my films and I should be able to give you an answer on who's uh, hyphenated oh and who's not. Um... I think we've gone through all the mans. What other mans are there? I don't know any other mans. Um, See, now you're getting to the heart of another question, by the way, because you're saying mans rather than men. I had this uh, dilemma yeah. a few weeks ago <laughs> when we did a story about all those rumours about Spider-Man 3 and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back and all that kind of thing. Yes. And my question was in that very specific context, what is the collective... For, what is the Spider-Man collective? Are you Spider? Are they Spider-Man? I think that's. I think that's what you call they, it, Tom. You call it they, the Spider-Man collective. Or are they Spider-Mans? Spider-People? Spider collective? I, yeah, go with that. Um, I guess. Hmm, that's a t- that is a tough one. It know. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, anyway. I have looked up. I found the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, which is the dictionary that they use in Countdown um, 
and it is roller coaster is two words. Oh, get off! And get uh, off! Not having only it. two words when used as a noun. No, I don't. It, I don't agree. I don't agree. It, what's a roller? It, what's a roller skates then? Roller skate is also two words. Ugh, see, it's I'm. It's not though. It's just. It's just not. So is a roller blind. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Of course, video games is another one that is all, is often a point of contention. That for video me is games. two words. Video, uh, video games is two words. Yes. Video games is for two me. words. Look, some people you do see video games as one word though quite a lot, which that that is just crazy. That doesn't make sense. And people may uh, pick holes yeah. in this. They might say, well, if video games is two words, why do you take such issue? With roller coaster being two words, I don't know. Maybe I just need to blame roller coaster tycoon. I maybe think that's that is it. maybe that is ultimately to blame here for my yeah. inconsistent stance. Uh, technically, I think yeah. Obviously, that's the, the the guy wrote it in machine or very low level language. Um, in coding, we very often or you should realistically, if you have a uh, the name of something that's two words. You would put them together, but capitalize each word in the name. So, roller ah. space coaster would become one word of roller coaster, but with the capital R and the capital C. So, uh, there you go. No, it's very interesting. Cover <laughs> the the single longest conversation on this week's podcast is about the nuance of the hyphen. It's, it's important. Otherwise, you get. Car parks at Universal Orlando named Spiderman. Oh, don't get me started. No. <laughs> who who allowed that? Who is the sub editor for Universal Studios car parks? <laughs> who authorised that? That is, that's a crime. Can I can I pay someone to break in and put a, a hyphen in the middle, like graffiti on a hyphen? I, I, I think you should do, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> that's funny. I'm just putting Islands of Adventure into Google and Safari, when I put IS, uh, auto suggests is taylorswiftsingle.com. Uh, I mean, it, I'll just check while I'm here. Yes, Josh, the answer is yes. So, uh, it's good. Although, make, uh, if, make a move, make a move. If her uh, previous album is anything to go by, she's probably been put off by. Uh, former rugby playing men. Uh, oh, I see. Because that, that that one about uh, was it London boy uh, spoke highly of going to watch the rugby in the pub with him and his mates, um, which is basically all I do. So, <laughs> right, Josh, this is important here. This is this completely undermines everything about Islands of Adventure and their stupid car parks. And their naming conventions in general, and why we shouldn't trust what they say about Velocicoaster and roller coaster and all that stuff. Okay. So get get a load of this complete and utter oxymoron. This is a, a description of Marvel Superhero Island is based on the superhero characters featured in the Marvel comics. So in the name Marvel Superhero Island, superhero is two words. But uh... when they then refer to superhero characters, superhero is all one word. Oh, going on here uh i can confirm superhero is one word okay right <laughs> now of course you point out spiderman the name of the car park 
uh, Spider-Man with no hyphen. They don't even cap yep. up the M, you know. Uh, no. But the ride, The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, is hyphenated. Oh, God, yeah, it is. It's an absolute mess. Absolute mess. And then, you know, further further to the point about how, how their naming conventions really are all over the place, City Walk is all one word with a capital W in the middle. Mm, okay. So, you know, take that for how you will. It really is. Uh, the lack of consistency here is is really rather troubling. Yes. Frankly. Um, so. I can confirm, not that we need this, but Spider-Man is hyphenated. Oh, uh, it absolutely is. There is yeah. no uh, doubt. The dictionary agrees. Mind. The di- Spider-Man's in the dictionary. Uh, yes. But Spider-Man's not a word, is it? Spider-Man's a name. Yeah, uh, in the in the online version of the Oxford Dictionary, it's uh, got names of things as well. Oh, okay. Well, spider monkey, two words. Spider monkey is two words. Right. What about in the very specific? What about night monkey? You know, the alter ego Spider Man in the uh, the last film. Uh, night is monkey that- is not in the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> Well, that's an oversight, isn't it? Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, uh, Dudley monkey, Do Right is hyphenated. Night Monkey is an actual monkey and is two words. That's two words, okay. Uh, Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat, hyphenated, barges. So, uh, um, Star Lord is hyphenated. Star Lord is one word, surely. Star Lord is hyphenated. I don't like that. No. Personally, I would say Star-Lord might actually be, for me, two words. Not even, yeah, not hyphenated, not one word. I think that might be in the Iron Man camp of of, of two separate words. But, gosh, I don't know, Josh, this is giving me a headache. I, I, need to, I need to ask at work if I can write a superhero section of our style guide. I think it would be useful for people, not at least myself. So there we are. I hope this has been informative for the listeners at home. Of course, they will have all probably turned off at this point. Yeah, that's all we've got for this week. <laughs> Where were we? Velocicaster. Oh, he- hang on. Sorry. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Star-Lord is hyphenated. However, yeah. in 1978, there was a short run of a different comic uh, in 2000 AD, which is obviously where Dread comes from, called Star-Lord, which was one word. There you go. I mean, it's just so unnecessary. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, the crux of this issue, as far as Universal is concerned, is that it's impossible to take them seriously when Spider-Man on the car park is all one word and the ride is hyphenated as it damn well should be. So it's just a bit of a mess. It's just a bit of a mess. Even if you're wrong, it's better to be consistent about it. Uh, I like, they can't agree. even be that. Yeah. I think they should change the name of the Spider-Man ride to Spiderman. You think, you think they should change the ride name, not the car park name? Yeah. Okay. It's got to be easier, cool. right? Sure, yeah. Um, oh, dear. Right. Get, so, get them yeah. to re, re-voice all of the characters to say Spiderman instead of Spider-Man as well. <laughs> or in my new anti-gravity cannon, not even Spiderman will be able to stop me. <laughs> Anyway, it's got to be done, right? 
Velocicoaster, June 10th. Please be excited. I certainly am. Hopefully be able to ride it next spring. Ugh, next spring. God. Went to have gone last spring. Oh, well. Uh, moving on. We'll get there when we get there. We, we will get there when we get there. Uh, bit of a weird one. Out of left field. Just thought I'd briefly bring it up because I was curious to get your thoughts on what you'd include in such a park. Uh, Sony, I just whacked my microphone, apologies. Sony is going to license Columbia Pictures for a water park in Thailand. Uh, Columbia Pictures Aquaverse is going to open this October. And uh, yeah, you're going to get some Sony stuff in there. Sony generally, I mean, they're not particularly liberal with licensing their movie properties for theme parks when you've got Men in Black at Universal. Yeah. Uh, what else? Is that it? Um, can't think of anything else. No, I can't remember anything. There used to be a Ghostbusters thing, right, at Universal? That's Sony, I think. Yes, that is Sony. But anyway, yeah, so uh, Men in Black, by the way, will be part of this. Uh, the Men in Black ride, according to this press release, has a 12-metre freefall, uh, which sends you careering down a wormhole. From the Men in Black huh. movies. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you're also going to have stuff inspired by Jumanji. Uh, the newer Jumanji stuff, I would imagine. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. I haven't seen those. Surf's Up. Is that, that's the Penguin film, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember it came out. It must have come out around the same time as Happy Feet. And there was a big obsession with penguins. That were, you had Happy Feet, Surf's Up and March of the Penguins. In my head, they all came out at around the same time. <laughs> Before there was Marvel versus DC, there were just penguin films coming out all over the place, <laughs> vying for our attention and affection. Oh, which which penguin mast did you know your colours to, Josh? I don't know. I don't know if I did. <laughs> I don't know if I if I, if I don't know if I. Uh, Decided to do that uh, I, at the time. I've never seen Surf's Up. I have seen the others. I've seen Happy Feet. I think there was a Happy Feet too. I haven't seen that one. But Elijah Wood was in Happy Feet, if I remember correctly. And then, of course, March yes. of the Penguins was Morgan Freeman. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched any of them. I just remember being disappointed that March of the Penguins was basically a documentary narrated by Morgan Freeman, and it was not, in fact, Morgan Freeman voicing a. <laughs> Penguin, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been way better. Anyway. Yes. Uh, um. So I've just uh, uh -oh. from uh -oh. that from this article, uh, I've got onto a bit of Men in Black is based on a comic book series, and okay. the comic book series is owned by Marvel. <sighs> Everything is owned by Disney. Yeah. Ultimately, everything can be traced back to that goddamn mouse in his deep, <laughs> deep pockets. Deep, deep pockets. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, can you? What kind of Sony stuff would you like to see at this water park? What could you see them coming up with, either based on what we've just said about what they do have, like Ghostbusters, or or stuff out of left field? A Last of Us water. <laughs> Last of Us water ride just makes you cry, oh, baby. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What's the, uh, Death Stranding? 
<laughs> yeah, sure. I I kind of I've I've long been morbidly curious about Death Stranding. You know, should I? That game is just so weird. Should I? Should I play? There are some weird rumors going around about uh, Kojima making a game for right. Xbox. You know. Yes, I heard, yes, I heard that. Maybe Death Stranding Two will be an Xbox exclusive. I don't know if uh, Death Stranding as a, as an IP is owned by Kojima or Sony. I don't I don't quite know. But the video games are weird. Like stuff is happening in the world of video games that would have seemed inconceivable uh, five years yeah. ago. So it's like that, um, even that baseball game. Yeah, you've got crazy stuff, right? Like. I can play as Master Chief in Fortnite on my PlayStation <laughs> and I can play Microsoft published games on my Nintendo Switch and I can play Sony published games on my Xbox uh, or will be able to anyway with this baseball thing. It's yeah. crazy. So, uh, yeah, wh- why not uh, make a Death Stranding water slide? <laughs> Get amongst it. I, uh, they should uh, make a Spiderman uh, water ride as well, I think. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, just uh, well, he's got the you've got Hydro Man, haven't you? The um, yes, water yeah, villain, the water basically guy. Water Sandman. He could uh, he could be part of this quite easily. Perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm generally not a massive water park guy, but um, the idea of I, I'm I'm curious anything that anything part that is kind of drawing on IP that I am particularly interested in uh, automatically kind of has more appeal to me. You know, it's why those parks in Dubai, for example, which, I mean, generally the idea of an indoor theme park doesn't do much for me. But if you tell me there's a Scooby-Doo ride there and a Flintstones ride, I'm on board. I need to see this for myself. So I kind of want to get to Dubai at some point and, and, and check that out. And in much the same way, I don't much care for water parks, but if you tell me there's a Ghostbusters ride and a Jumanji thing, uh, then absolutely I'll check it out. And as well, by the way, uh, the rather underrated Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs will be represented, which is a great film. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? Um, yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. I, yeah. I liked it. Um, it's great. I enjoyed the second that, one as well. Like, I haven't seen the second one. But the first one was, um, you know, Lord and Miller, who did 21 Jump Street, I think. And they did uh, Spider... Well, they were involved in Spider-Verse. I don't think they were like... Uh, the head guys on that film, but they were involved in it. They did the Lego movie, and they were meant to be doing Solo, and then they got sacked. So <laughs> that wow. could have been a more interesting film, I, I thought, if they had been allowed to stick with it. Uh, but anyway, I guess we'll never know. No, yeah, I so, guess not. There you go. New water park in Thailand with all sorts of fun uh, IP to draw upon. Uh, Josh, you had some Alton Towers news. I did. Yeah. Um so I think I think we mentioned it previously anyway, but uh there are some flat rides coming to Alton Towers this summer. Uh temporary flat rides. Um they're gonna be dotted around the park. Uh one reason is uh to provide an increased capacity so that they can spread people around the park a bit more. Uh because obviously with coronavirus going on they want it to be a bit more spread out. And then uh, maybe as well to try and see, you know, what works, what doesn't work, and get more permanent flat rides in the park. Um, mm. And so a couple of locations. Uh, you've got one in X Sector, which is sort of um, in the in the Oblivion Loop, I guess you could call it. Um, so it's near the break run of Oblivion. Um, 
so there's some drawing footage which we'll link to in the show notes for that um, and then there's one said to be in the former Ripsaw site in the Forbidden Valley which is like so near Nemesis and uh, what was Air which has now got some stupid name when they added VR but they've taken VR back out of it um, one said to be near Spinball Wizard which was at one point Sonic the Hedgehog themed um, and one said to be uh, it's sort of on the lawn area by uh, Mutiny Bay side of the big lake as you come into the park so yeah a couple of that should be interesting it should be interesting to see uh, what they are um, I don't think officially no announcement from Alton Towers yet on what they are or anything um, so we'll just have to wait and see Cool. Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, I think that Alton Towers and Thought Park, I think Thought Park more so, right? They kind of build themselves as being these destinations for proper thrill seekers. So anything that kind of can make them a little bit more appealing to a broader demographic, I think makes sense, especially at a time where with the capacity limits in place, they'll be more keen than ever to, I think, try and attract a wider demographic and and i don't know as well actually like there are quite a lot of rules at the moment and coming out of lockdown where kids aren't included you know like you could meet in a group of six but kids don't count so you could have six adults and as many kids as you like <laughs> i don't know if that applies <laughs> to a place like a theme park could you could you bring could the kids count to do, do kids count towards any sort of limits on capacity you know i don't if you're a family of yeah. four are you actually a party of two, as far as the theme park is concerned? I don't know. It's a complete curveball. Yeah. Uh, but if there is a way to sort of get around some of the rules in that way, then maybe that makes sense. But I think as well, like you say, you know, one of the key things is just spreading people about the park a bit more in these times where you need to do that. Yeah, for sure. So that's cool. Uh, I had one final thing, which I left till last because it's a bit... It's a bit weird, frankly. Uh, the Disney press event, the online Disney press event, where they talked about Avengers Campus, we talked about earlier, uh, Josh Damaro, the head of Disney Parks, apparently, oh, apparently, not me. had a bit of a mic drop. Oh, I just hit my mic again. Mic bash moment. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was not a gag. I've just been very clumsy today. Uh, had a bit of a mic drop moment because he apparently ended the the event by pulling out what people were saying is a real lightsaber. Uh, but the journalists who have been frankly going wild about it uh, can't show anything. But it happened very quickly, so I don't think anyone was in a position to grab pictures or whatever. I think it was a not quite blink and you miss it, but not far off from that based on what I've read. Uh, Carly Wiesel, who's been on the show before, uh, on Pock Rush, that is, uh, she lowered herself to <laughs> to agree to come on this mess. Don't quite know how I managed that, but anyway. Uh, she was one of those who was talking about it, uh, and she was going absolutely crazy. Uh, language that, frankly, is not appropriate for this time of day, but seemed very excited. Apparently, Josh Tamara's exact words as he brought down the curtain on this event were, and you never know what we're going to come up with next, and then pulled a little lightsaber out of his box like like a lightsaber hilt and then brandished a blade from it in a way that looked very very convincing and you had people <laughs> speculating about whether or not it was some sort of ar or you know yeah some sort of tech tech wizardry but 
you know, the the implication here seems to be that no, this is a real thing, uh, and and presumably it will be a given who unveiled it, it will be a theme park thing. Whether it's going to be key to some sort of experience, some people have speculated it might be for the hotel that's being built in Florida, the cruise star cruiser thing or will it just will it be uh, a way of updating the, the lightsaber experience that's already in galaxy's edge would it just be something you can buy uh i don't know uh, what, what do you reckon josh this seems i mean real lightsaber seems bold to sell a murder weapon at disneyland but i'm here for it uh yeah uh um i it'll be interesting to see how they do it i'm I'd be interesting to see it quite frankly um it's it's quite it, oh man it's going to cost an absolute fortune isn't it they've actually yeah. managed to do it, it's going to cost an absolute bomb well credits will do fine no they won't credits will do fine uh, no they won't your Jedi matrix will not work on me uh, anyway, it's going to cost yes. an absolute fortune <laughs> I know I'm on a leg and am I right Cost enough people those already. Hey, hey. Uh, uh, yeah, it'd be incredible to see. I, it's going to be if they manage to do it. It's going to be the toy of the century, right? Oh yeah. Uh, what do you mean toy, Josh? Come on, this is a serious. This is a serious piece of equipment, frankly. Yes. Quite yeah, what sorry. the Jedi would think and let little five-year-olds wave them around. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> ultimately, when the time came, they died like suckers. Uh, oh, true. Master yeah. Anakin, what are we going to do? I don't know, maybe get your lightsabers out, you stupid child. Not Defend the yourselves. Oh, the poor dear. younglings. Not the younglings. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I mean, you seemed a bit baffled by them showing it, but they're not showing it, you know, showing it in private, essentially. It almost feels like, yeah. you know, when you're at, when you're at school and you talk to people about your your cool new girlfriend, but you you wouldn't know who she is. You you haven't met her yet, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or like getting like Champions League football tickets or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't it's know. a bizarre move. Uh, I mean, I thought about it the same way as I remember a few years ago. I think it was at E3, uh, the video, annual video game sort of convention, um, where the uh, CD Projekt Red, the developers of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, showed that game behind closed doors to press, and the press were coming out of that thing going, oh my God, this thing looks amazing. This is the most incredible you know, showcase of uh, next-gen gaming technology I've ever seen. Uh, you're going to be blown away. And then it wasn't revealed to the public for, I think, like until the following E3, I think. It, it took a year for them to actually show it to the public. And yeah. I, but it did still kind of work as part of the hype cycle for that game. And obviously, we all know how it turned out in the end. So I, as long as this lightsaber doesn't come out like that. This lightsaber's going to come out half broken. You're going to press the button and it's going to eject at the wrong end and stab you. Oh. That would be a, that would be a problem. But, I can uh, see it happening. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think it's, you know, that, that worked for that game until it didn't. And, when I, and and it stopped working when it came out, essentially. That's when it stopped working. Until that point, <laughs> yeah. that hype cycle had ultimately resulted in it becoming one of the most pre-ordered... I think it was the most pre-ordered PC game of all time or something crazy. And sold incredibly yeah. well. And was a 
when it when it turned out to be broken, it was news. You know, it was actual news. We did a story at work when it got pulled off the PlayStation Store. So I think these Still kinds of events can do massive things for your kind of uh, hype cycle. And I guess that's what Disney are trying to do with with showing it, but not really showing it. You know, showing it to some people who then go and get excited about it, and everyone else is everyone else is talking about it in these very speculative ways that generates more excitement. Yeah, um, Carly Wiseau seemed ecstatic for it, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's, it seems like it's pretty pretty significant, so we'll we'll have to see when it comes out. You know, or when they show more of it, whenever that may be. Yes. Yes, uh, we will watch this light soon, but with great interest. <laughs> yeah. But that, that'll do it, I think, for this week, Josh, unless you've got anything else on your plate. Uh, just uh, apparently uh, all uh, big former uh, big franchises need to include Phoebe Waller-Bridge in them these days, um, as Indiana Jones uh, gets Phoebe Waller-Bridge in the cast alongside Harrison Ford. Um, and John Williams is also back to do the score. What's that got to do with theme parks? Um, well, it came from the Disney D23 uh, Instagram account. That's where I saw that. So uh, maybe maybe Phoebe is a massive theme park fan and is going to get a new Indiana Jones ride built. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Who knows? I did quite like the way you phrased that opening sentence because there was a point where you could have stopped. It would have been quite... Because you said... Uh, Apparently every franchise needs Phoebe Waller-Bridge in them as Indiana Jones. And I totally agree. If you just stop there, just add Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Indiana Jones to every franchise. <laughs> absolutely watch everything that ever came out. If that was the case. Especially if you still just spoke straight to the camera. Just like, oh, hello. How is Indiana Jones? Uh, Daniel Craig as uh, the guy from Knives Out. <laughs> Just crossing paths all the time in different TV shows and films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd love a Knives Out sequel set in the UK. You know? Like, <sighs> obviously, that first film, very much inspired by the work of Ag- Agatha Christie. Just go back to where it all began. Set a Knives Out film in a, you know, British country estate. Get Phoebe Waller-Bridge involved, why not? Uh, that would be great fun. I, uh, that's a great idea. Call yeah. me, uh, Ryan Johnson. Call me. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, I'm excited. It was nice. I I saw that as well on the Indiana Jones Twitter account, and it was like the first tweet. If you scroll, you only have to scroll back about because it barely tweets. You only have to scroll back about three more tweets to see them announce that the release date for Indiana Jones Five is July 2019. <laughs> oh my god! So that's how long this film has been in some form of development hell. But no, they are committed now. What is it? June or July 2022? Uh, yeah, very... July 2022. Spe- very specifically, July 29th, 2022, apparently. I mean, 2022, when you say it, still sounds like a far-flung future date. But actually, that's next year. So, I mean, that seems very soon for a film that, like I say, has been in sort of development hell. And we really don't know much about it at all. Um but I guess, I don't know, no. maybe maybe the fact that they finally hired, you know, because Spielberg was kind of attached for for years uh, and then, then obviously decided not to do it. And now they've got James Mangold on board who has done some great stuff over the last few years. So maybe maybe now that they've got someone, kind of a director who's kind of in their prime, 
will actually want to get the film made, you know, because, yeah, I want to go and do something else after this. Uh, maybe that's given it a bit more impetus and momentum. Yeah, and Of course, hopefully. Harrison Ford is an old man. Like, you need to make this movie before he can no longer move. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very before, true. Before he becomes the relic that Indiana Jones is, in fact, searching for. I don't know. Maybe he's already the relic. Maybe he is. I got a bad feeling that this is going to have a lot of de-aging in it, uh, oh, which no. I, I think, you know, when Disney kind of first started doing it, it's kind of novel, if a bit creepy. But in a weird way, the more I see it, um, the less convincing it's becoming. I don't feel like the tech is actually getting better, or maybe it has got better, but that there's now such an unca. It's very noticeable still. Uh, you know, and spoilers. The, the for problem the is these people but... are still old people. They're old men still. Like, yeah, they they move like old people. You can't get around that. No, but it's not just that. It's like the faces themselves, even in total isolation, uh, don't look right to me. I thought the spoilers for Mandalorian. I thought the Mark Hamill uh, cameo at the end of the last Mandalorian episode oh. was weird. I don't think it looked very good at all. No, I didn't. I thought it looked bad. It was very distracting. You know, people were hyped. Yeah. And I was as well until he took the hood off. And I thought, oh, God, what's going on here? <laughs> something, wrong, something wrong with your face. Something's wrong with oh, your God. face. But no, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Put Indiana Jones in more theme parks. That's get my, indie uh, done. Get indie done. John Williams is going to do the score. It's good. Good to know. Good to have that confirmed. Yeah. Love that. Best part of this announcement for me. Yeah. Yeah. Jury's still out on Phoebe Waller-Bridge. No disrespect to her. Obviously, the, the uh, flea bag was very good. We are still yet to see that James Bond film that she was involved in. That could be a hot mess. <laughs> well, yes. I have not seen Killing Eve either, which is meant to be very good. She wrote that. Uh, yes, I have heard very good things about that. She was in, she was in Solo, wasn't she? She was the droid. But I feel like... Oh, really? Yeah, and but I feel like that role, maybe more than any, I can imagine having suffered f for that film losing uh, Lord and Miller because they, they, they do the kind of irreverent stuff that you'd imagine. I mean, they probably came up with that character and then all of a sudden they're not involved and hmm. probably compromised that character quite a bit. So Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. But at this point, you know, she's a big star in her own right because of Fleabag. You know... You are, you know, you know what you're getting. You're hiring a. F you must have a very good idea why you want to cast her, if you're casting her. So I think that's a good sign. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I, I really want it to be good. I, I, I love yeah. Indiana Jones. I would love it to go out on a high, like a proper high. Uh, it deserves it. It deserves it. God damn it. I mean, it. Uh, yeah, I could do an Indiana Jones podcast. Oh God. Have you? Did you watch Young Indiana Jones? The like TV show, I didn't actually know, but I don't think it's on Disney Plus. I kind of always no. If it was, I would watch it. I there was one episode that I watched that I used to watch all the time. Um, had a big like gun train, hmm. um, and it's just yeah, always watching that one episode for some reason. Well, Josh, I can hear children in the background, which I think means yes, it's time to go. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, follow the show during the week on Twitter at Park Rush Podcast. And if you enjoy the show, please do subscribe on your preferred podcasting app or at parkrush.com. 
you can also find the show notes each week at joshualawrence.info, although that will be changing in the not-too-distant future. Teasy, teasy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we will at some point get around to streaming some of this Parkitect multiplayer, which should be good fun. Uh, we'll probably stream that on the Park Rush Twitch account, but uh, that does lie dormant until that point. So uh, in the meantime, you can watch Josh play non-thing park video games at twitch.tv slash... Beastly Dark Fordian. Beastly Dark Fordian. Nice. Uh, you can email us as well, podcast.parkrush.com. Take it easy, everybody. If you're heading to a theme park in the UK this week, have a great time. Have a great time. Doesn't it feel good to be able to say that? Oh, uh, and as I say, we'll be it? going next week. So next week's episode will be another normal show. Uh, but the week after that, we'll be able to report back on Thought Park. Uh, as I say, take it easy, stay safe. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.